Hello and welcome to episode number 52 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn. This is the show where we rip open a random wax pack every week and discuss that year and the brand of card, along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way, we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, sometimes discuss nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind, and uh, we'll have a Kurt Facts segment, and we'll spread the pure joy that is ripping open wax packs. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts, among others. New episodes drop every Thursday. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AB's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open uh, the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans charities, so contact us and we can discuss a partnership or we can just help you uh, donate or help out veterans and their families any way that we can or you can. Uh, thank you for uh, all the support. Uh, we keep getting new listeners and more downloads each week, and we appreciate that. Keep keep the uh, reviews and rates and subscriptions coming. Um, and Feedspot, um, again, I think we said this last time, put us as the number five uh, baseball card podcast in its top ten. And um, if you look on um, the show notes, you could see the other uh, top ten baseball card podcasts if you want to check out some other ones. Um, I know it's on Apple Podcasts. I'm not sure if it's on the other ones, but that's kind of the one we use the most. So um, I'm sure it says it in the, the notes that, that come out on your favorite um, place that you listen to podcasts. Also wanted to give a little promo for uh, my brother and I's new podcast that will be coming out at some point soon. It's called CV's, that's Curtis Vaughn, CV's Tend to Check Out. Um, and this is kind of what he and I came up with to tell you a little bit of what it's about. It's sharing the joy of music in hopes of bringing back old memories or helping listeners discover unfamiliar artists, bands, or songs that they might want to look further into. The premise is that Curtis researches 10 songs and we play clips of each song and I relay the information about them researched and commented on by Curtis Vaughn. Um, and then I kind of give some of my comments too um, as we listen. And we hope this creates comments from the listener to us. And then we'll talk about some of your comments on the next episode. Um, we're not sure exactly how long it'll be, but um, um, should be under an hour. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Um, this podcast, CVs Tend to Check Out, will be coming soon to your favorite podcast outlets. So check that out, and I'll let you know when it comes out. Um, we're going to be discussing today 1994 Donruss. Um, and as I was looking through this and kind of researching it, um, there are no notable rookie cards. I look through there. I don't. I feel like there were only like four or five rookie cards in the whole set, but none of them were notable. A lot of Hall of Famers in the set, though, still. But I, I saw some cracked ice Diamond Kings, and with the, like the parallels now, I think there's parallel cards in this one. It's like one of the first ones. I think we'll say something about that. But the cracked ice Diamond Kings were new, and I, I kind of would like to search for some cracked ice Diamond Kings and some other cards in there that'll be awesome as well. Um, so we're, we're going to do a little description of 1994 Donruss in a minute. But first, we're going to do Kurt Facts. Kurt Facts. Kurt Facts. So these are Kurt's facts from episode 51, which was 1985 Tops. That was our last episode. 
So let's look at that right now. Kurt Facts for episode 51. 1985 tops. Number one, Eric Davis was not pulled, but was mentioned as a top rookie in this set. He was considered one of the best all-around athletes of his time. A true five-star athlete having great power, speed, arm, etc. It's too bad that injuries plagued his career. And this is Kurt talking, remember. What I remember about him is that he turned down several top 10 college basketball scholarships to go pro in baseball at a high school. He was the first player to hit three grand slams in the, in the same month. I remember seeing highlights of those on This Week in Baseball with, uh, I think it was Mel Allen. I think that's his name. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kurt. He was the first player, this is Eric Davis still, uh, first player in the 39 homer, 50 stolen base clubs. He almost had 40 homers and 50 stolen bases. That's amazing. 39 homers, 50 stolen base club. And he and Ricky Henderson are the only players in in the 20 homer, 80 stolen base club. So what a career. Uh, Too bad it was um, injury plagued, but Eric Davis was was an amazing athlete. He's one of my favorite players. And he played for the Red Legs, who are pretty close to where uh, we're from. Number two, Mike Hargrove. He was pulled, and you were correct that he was called the human rain delay because after every pitch, he would step out, adjust his helmet, adjust his batting gloves, pull both shirt sleeves up, wipe both hands on his uniform pants, and then if it didn't feel right, he'd do it all over again. It drove pitchers nuts, (laughs) and he did it on purpose to get them off rhythm. He also made it bats last a long time because his bat control was so good that he could continually foul off good pitches until he found one that he liked to put in play. I witnessed this firsthand at Old Municipal Stadium when he played for Cleveland. Probably my fondest memory of him is when uh, my dad took me to bat day at the stadium. And back then they actually gave out full-size bats and I got one with Grover's signature on it. I actually used that bat in my baseball games for the rest of the summer until I cracked it. Yes, kids, Kurt says. um, Little League used to use wood bats way back in the olden days. He was probably, probably 11, he says. Another fond memory for me was that he, he managed the tribe teams of the mid to late 90s that won five straight division pennants and won two ALCS titles while losing in the World Series twice. Yeah, he had a good career and good managerial career. Good, good manager. Number three, Gary Pettit was pulled, and you are correct that the picture is of his brother because we, we pulled a card that's Gary Pettit. It's not him. It's his brother. And Kurt says, it, it's my understanding that they were just playing a trick on the photographer to see if he would even notice. That's a pretty good one. like that joke there, Gary Pettis and your brother. Uh, number three, Ted Simmons was pulled, and he consi- he's considered to be one of the top-hitting catchers ever. He was a solid defender, too, until his later years, but known more for his hitting. In fact, until Pudge Rodriguez came along and broke his records, Simmons held most of the all-time batting category Records for catchers. He finished his career with a 285 average, 2,427 hits, 248 homers, and 1,389 ribbies. Dang, he's in the Hall of Fame. Didn't realize that, Kurt. Thank you. Ted Simmons, the man. Number five, Ricky Henderson was also pulled, and he may have been considered arrogant and cocky, but he backed it up. He's considered baseball's all time greatest leadoff hitter and base stealer. He was nicknamed Man of Steel, S T E A L. He is a Hall of Famer who is the all-time career leader in stolen bases, runs scored, and leadoff homers. Dang, he had 81 leadoff homers. He was such a tremendous athlete that he had several big-time college football scholarship offers to be running back, but his mom made him choose baseball because his career could, could be longer. Wow, mom's no best, huh? Wow. 
He finished his career with two hundred with a two seventy nine average, three thousand fifty five hits, two hundred ninety seven homers, one thousand one hundred fifteen RBIs, one thousand four hundred six stolen bases, first all time, and Lou Brock is second on the list with nine hundred thirty eight, and two thousand two hundred ninety five runs scored, first all time, and also holds the single season stolen base record of one hundred thirty. The stolen base records will likely stand forever. Dang that. I see why he was one of my favorite players. He was just such an unbelievable athlete and player. All right, Kurt. Thanks for the Kurt facts from the last episode. Now let's get on to describe 1994 Donruss. All right. So 1994 Donruss was a 660-card split into two 330-card series. 1994 was a transition year for the hobby as a whole, Making the end of the junk wax, marking the end of the junk wax area. So if you get to the end of the junk wax era, it's about this 1994 or so. It started to um, be where um, cards weren't quite there weren't quite as many made at the time, so they were started to be worth a little bit more. Um, Donruss reconfigured their annual flagship set as a premium level product to directly compete with top Stadium Club and Fleer's Ultra brands along with Upper Deck's flag, flagship brand, Pinnacle, and their own Leaf and Studio brands. Each card was printed on a glossy cardstock with a borderless design and foil stamping on both the nameplate and brand name. Further, the number of insert sets offered increased to eight, in addition to a partial parallel set, to seemingly answer the high demand for chase sets during this era that was still gripped by the insert mania craze. So we, they started the insert um, cards in, in these sets around this time. Um, prior to distribution, Leaf announced that only 17,500 cases of each series would be produced, a drastic production cut from the previous year's product. The only subsets are rated rookies, uh, which for the second straight year are scattered throughout the base set and checklist. There are no notable rookies in this set, like I said before. Distribution, the hobby retail uh, boxes were 36 packs plus one oversized card per box, 13 cards per pack. Jumbo packs were 24 packs plus one um, jumbo boxes, 24 packs plus one award winners jumbo insert card per box, 20 cards per pack. Uh, magazine, they have 24 packs plus one Spirit of the Game jumbo card per box. And if you look up online, there are so many different, I'm not going to say all of them, I'll just say a few. But um, in Series 1 and Series 2, there's a bunch of inserts. And I said some of them. There's a Special Edition cards, there are Base cards, Diamond King cards, Home Run Dominators, the Elite Series, 1984 Anniversary, which are really cool. The 1984 uh, Anniversary cards were a few cards that look like... Um, the 1984 Donruss set with the little wave, the yellow wave along the bottom. That was like my favorite uh, Donruss set. We, we had an episode on that already. There are MVPs, cards, um, there's Spirit of the Game, award winner jumbo cards. There's all types of cards in here um, for the insert craze that was going on. Um, and then, like I said before, um, I kind of want to look for those. It says the, the the Diamond Kings. The notable Diamond Kings insert continued in 1994 with a 30-card set split evenly across Series 1 and 2, highlighting the top stars in each game at the time. For the first time since 1984, the Diamond King insert had a different design, and from this point forward would have a new design every year. Each Diamond King card was still port, portrait rendition by famed artist Dick Perez, but featured a new cracked ice red foil Diamond King's block text design above the portrait in a cursive player nameplate. So that was a little bit different. So we're going to look for some of those, some good players in there. Um, 
And some of those inserts will be really cool to see. All right, so at this time, we're gonna have a little ad break and um, then we will get back to opening the wax pack. So we use Budsprout as our podcasting host. And if you follow the link in the show notes that I have for this episode, um, that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and it gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan if you're looking to do a podcast and help support our show. Um, we use Buzzsprout and it's been amazing. Um, it's so easy to use. Um, you could start with some gear that you already have in a quiet space. If you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. Um, they send emails to help me with different things on a podcast that would help it out. Um, Buzzsprout uh, gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You get a great looking website for your podcast, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and a lot more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners like Buzzsprout. Uh, the team at Buzzsprout's passionate about helping you succeed and join over 100,000 podcasters that already use Buzz, Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. All right, here we are with our um, 1994 Donruss pack. Um, it like, looks like foil. It's red and gold. Got some black on it there. And this is an actual, actually a Series 2 pack because they're two different series. Looks like it's Juan Gonzalez on the front of the pack there. And uh, we'll go ahead and open that now. Oh, that's actually, our winner is, winner is Eric Gutshaw. Eric Gutshaw is a buddy of mine that I played baseball with a long time ago. Man, it's just been a long time, Eric. Thanks for the support. And I think he's living in LA, so congrats on that. He's a really smart dude. I think he went to like Yale or something. I'm almost positive. Eric, if I'm wrong, sorry, but I, th I th thought you did. But um, you'll be getting free wax packs and and uh, the cards from this pack. So here we go. Let's open up this pack. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Here we go. Wow, they are glossy. Very glossy cards. No border on them. So there's no border, but they're really cool. Looks like a photograph with uh, Donruss and then the name of the uh, team in the bottom left-hand corner, the name, this is Lance Blankenship, and then his uh, position next to that. And then the back also has a, looks like an in-action photo, I don't know if they'll all be that way, and then it has a little bit about him, and it looks like these only have the last year stats, so this is 1994, so it'd be his 1993 stats, and then his major league totals. So he has the past year stats and the major league totals. That's pretty cool uh, that they didn't put all that on there. I like to see all the information, but to save some space and to show more of a picture, they just put those two years of stats on there, the major league totals and last year's. All right, Andy Bennis we have here, the high leg kick. Chris Turner. Matt Mieski, Mieski. I'm sorry if I said that, saying that wrong, Matt. Chuck Finley. Wow, good pitcher there. I think he might have played for the Tribe, too. Kurt will have to tell us that. Greg Maddox. Now, there's one of the best pitchers of all time. 
Hall of Famer right there. Man, he was a great pitcher. He threw about, at the end of his career, 86 or 88 miles an hour and just got everybody out because of his pinpoint control. I'm sure Kurt will tell us about Greg Maddox. Uh, Mickey Morandini. We have Craig Paquette. Um, Harold Baines on the Orioles. Man, I remember getting his rookie card in 1981, I think, 81 tops. Um, he's on the Orioles there. Harold Baines, that's a great, great hitter. Very professional hitter. Next we have, ooh, we have Yvonne Rodriguez. Now, I'm looking at the bottom, so compare Harold Baines' card and the rest of them. See, that's just a normal-looking uh, bottom of the card with the name of the team and their name. And then Pudges has the gold-plated name. It's like a foil so I'm thinking that's probably the parallel, one of the parallel cards. So there's another one that is just a normal base card. And if I'm wrong, somebody could tell me, but I'm almost positive that's what it is. It would be just like the other card, or it just look like a normal name at the bottom. And then this parallel card is gold, but the rest of the card looks the same. So we got the the parallel Pudge Rodriguez. That's pretty cool. And he was great. And I think Kurt just, we just had a Kurt fact on Pudge Rodriguez. What a great player. Unbelievable Hall of Fame catcher. Mark Lewis, I've seen him play at the old Cleveland Stadium. Um, he was supposed to be this amazing player. He went to Hamilton High School, I think, and had an unbelievable high school career, if you look at his stats. They never quite made it in the pros, but, man, that happens. But he got up pretty quickly. He did a good job in the minors, got to the Tribe, and then I don't think he stuck around for too long. I'm not sure exactly. And we got That was Mark Lewis. We have Darren Lewis. How about that? Mark Lewis and then Darren Lewis. Obviously not brothers. <laughs> and then our last card is Dave Magadan. He had some good years too, Dave Magadan. All right, Eric Gutshaw won, won those cards and along with the, uh, some free wax packs. Send those out to you here in a week or so. And thanks for tuning in to watch us open the pack. And I will go finish up the podcast. All right, remember you can uh, contact us in the following ways. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the part of the podcast where we bust open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans' charities. And this has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. And I'm thanking... Curtis for all his research that he does for the Kirk Fact segments. Uh, have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.